Welcome, friends. Hi. Hello. Etc. Y'all are listening to How Do You Do? The show where we interview our friends about their jobs. You got it. It's time to learn, y'all. Zoom, 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 zoom. Hi, hello, and welcome. That was weird, right? They're going to really like that when they listen to it. It's just me heavy sighing into the mic. This is how do you do? This is this is a show that we do, and I'm great at introducing it. My name is Brad Breakfast. Who the hell are you? I'm Hannah Backwards. Who's our guest, Hannah? We've got Elle today. What is what is Elle's story? Um, Elle's a professional treasure hunter, a.k.a. secondhand sh- shopping and thrifting. That's pretty cool. We do that for fun. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. You're saying that can be a job. It could be. It could be, but we're here to find out today what that takes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Elle has never seen us act professionally, and we're not starting now. Old time radio. (laughs) (laughs) So we're gonna we're gonna start this how we do it every week. We got a shout out. Um, Shout out the Tulsa World this week. You know, you know why would they do? Would they break? They broke a big story. Yeah, a big story. They um, showed a video. They did. Of some fucking cops brutalizing an old el- elderly elderly lady mm-hmm. who was having a mental break. And, and I mean, she was, she was clearly in distress. And the police were like taunting her. And trying to scare her to agger on, agger on? I don't know what that word is. Yeah, I've never, I never learned. But, uh, <laughs> but they they were being dicks as police are wont to do, and uh, and it happened last October. It is April, and they this happened last October, and uh, the Tulsa World finally got a hold of the video and posted it. Yeah, we got body cam footage too, so of live accounts of what happened that day. And there's there's no hiding it. And the Tulsa police have already been on top of it. El, have you seen this video? Yeah. It's gross, right? It's disgusting. It's it is. fucking horrifying. So that's my rant too. My rant is that the Tulsa police have absolutely no fucking oversight. I mean, they they do on paper, but. In practice, they're allowed to just stomp around our city, hurting people, and and causing horrible trauma in in their wake. Getting actual enjoyment from torturing people, from making their mental state worse, or loving the fact that they love the way that somebody works. Because the way that that person works is either violent or aggressive or, I mean, I don't even really know how to finish that. But they took enjoyment in making her worse and scaring her. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh, have you had any run-ins with the the local pig patrol? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. We all have, right? <laughs> yeah. But um, one of my brother's... Uh, was drunk in public, pulled over on his bike, 
got yeah. a whatever for a bicycle charge for riding while intoxicated, hauled yeah. into jail. He's a real mouthy and was talking to these cops and yelling things at them through the bars. They took him out, handcuffs behind his back, dragged him down the hall into a padded room, beat him until he died. He got resuscitated. Jesus. Okay? They let him out the next day. He came to me covered in like burst blood vessels all over his face, pus around his wrists. He was going to press charges. Uh-huh. Okay? He's gone. He goes to court with the police. They say they'll drop their charges if he drops his. He drops his charges. They send him to jail for four years. What the fuck? So they, they made a promise. Police are allowed to lie. That's yeah. something people don't know. Police are allowed to lie to you. They have, they actually have no no reason to tell you the truth. It doesn't help them in any way to be to be honest with you. And and that's that's kind of a fucking theme. And everything they do is just they're working against us. They're supposed to protect and serve, but. I've never been served by the police. I've never been helped by the police. I've called them when I needed to. If they showed up, they, you know, they stand around with their little notepad and draw squiggles for 30 minutes, then threaten my dog and bounce. Oh, I got one for you. Okay. Yeah. Found my dad, right? Passed away. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. sucked. Cops come. I'm the only one there. They come come up to me, and they ask me if uh, they can send a priest over to talk to me, and I'm very upset. Just found my father passed away, right? right? And I say, no, I'm an atheist. I don't need a priest. Yeah. Turns around and starts laughing to the other cops and said, guys, we don't need a pastor. She's an atheist. What the fuck? Like, they just, just, they live to harm, to, to cause No compassion, no empathy of any kind. Well, you know why? Because when high school bullies graduate from high school, they become cops. They want to continue it. Yeah. That woman in that video taunting her. Yeah. With the hand gestures on the door and the knocking and the scratching. It's fucking horrible. Trying to add to her delusion. Yep. This yep. lady's running the from taser monsters. on the out- other side of the door mm-hmm. literally scaring her. Like, just tapping. If you don't do this, we're going to come in here and tase you. If you don't open the door, we're coming in to tase like you. Like those cops' bang, bang, words bang, bang, bang. have any meaning to that woman on the other side She's of the door at that moment. She's not on this plane right now. This plane of reality right now. She doesn't know that all she has to do is come out of the bathroom. She knows that there's something on the outside of the door that wants to kill her. Yeah. And the monsters were real. She and was running fact, from monsters, and those monsters were there. Yep. And they said that they called the crisis team, and the guy made, like, an eye-rolling gesture about how they weren't available, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. How many teams do they have? Two. They have. They, they say have they have two. In practice, they think it's more of one. It's one yeah. team. And uh, this lady, any time they come across her, she is supposed to be dealt with by the crisis team only. It's in her history that she is only to be dealt with by the CRT, the crisis response team. 
they omitted her mental illness from the report. Yep. After the uh, they came and described what they were experiencing, what she was going through, you could tell she the female cop was like, yeah, 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 she's typing, but obviously not really listening to what the um, IMSA had to say, and then just completely omitted it from the fucking report when she submitted it in. It's sick. And I'm sorry that you had to deal with that when when you saw them. And you probably, they had no reason to, to even treat you in that way. You're, you're a person Absolutely who's suffering. Not. Yeah. You, you called them, you did what you were supposed to do. I. Fucking A-cab. Yeah. A-cab. <laughs> Fuck the police. I, I just, I can't, I can't deal with, with them. We, we don't call them anymore because. What are they going to do? They're going to kill my neighbors. Right. Or like when sometimes we will hear actual gunshots, we'll call. They either, I'm afraid they're going to show up and assume the wrong person is doing that and they will die. Because I have a lot of, you know, people of color in our apartment complex. Or, um, like I said, or they just don't come at all. When in fact, I know that there is a, a, a young white man in our apartments <laughs> That held a gun to our faces that, who knows, may be out just shooting his gun and we need to catch him anyway. Like, it's just concerning. So we just stopped because fuck the police. Yeah, nothing ever happened with that either. We we uh, we were making a left turn onto our street and the, the guy honked at us. We couldn't turn. There was traffic coming. I flipped him off. So he followed us and drew a gun because that's, that makes sense. So, of course... Big dick energy. Man. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so we call the police, and they come out, and they're like, yeah, you'll get a call from uh, this person by the end of the week. Nothing ever happened. And uh, and they were even, like, already looking for this guy for other shit. They just haven't... They didn't follow up on it. It was, like, more than a year ago. And we knew where they were. We saw the car. Yeah. And the cops literally drove around and said, well, I don't see the car. I was like, we, I can walk you to the car. Do I need to walk you to the car? No, no, we've got this. We've got this. And then they still, they literally said they couldn't find it. But the moment they were gone, Brett and I walked to the same spot that the car was in. And guess what? The fucking car was there. <laughs> the, the, the best thing is that he must have done it to the wrong person because his car's still here. It's parked in the corner of the parking lot and somebody's taken a bat to it. Like, it's fucked up. It was obviously his, like, his toy mm -hmm. and it, it had all these racing stickers and shit all Decals over it. Decals and, like, Walmart things you put on your car. The and now it's missing mirrors act. and stuff. Mm. Hilarious. So I, I, I mean, justice gets served eventually when they draw a gun on the wrong fucking person. But uh, but yeah, so that we had to get that out because that's been something I have gotten messages about nonstop this week um, from different people. Uh, you know, I, I've talked to people who work with her, um, people who are close to her, and I hope something gets done. And I, I hope that this that this lady gets gets away because. I think she's in danger, mm -hmm. personally. I think she's unsafe here. Yeah. So, 
El, let's talk about what you do. You you run, uh, well, you you buy things, right? Mm-hmm. And then you sell them at a, a secondhand store. Is that right? Yeah, you could say that. I specialize in a, a certain area of reselling, though. Yeah. Um, I look for high end vintage. So anything that's from the 50s to the 90s would be considered vintage. Uh, yeah, right? Yeah, the we 90s were vintage. No. <laughs> um, that, that's a frightening concept, but it's true. Uh, I tend to go for things that are typically going to be 50s to 70s. Um, more high-end couture, like high-end fashion. Sure. Uh, things that are well structured, good materials, um, unique okay. things, designs that aren't really available nowadays. All right. Well, Hannah's got some facts for us, so lay them down. Mm, facts. Right. So during the late 1800s, it was a widespread belief that illness could be transferred through germs that clung to fabric, mm. making it very frowned upon to buy your clothes secondhand. So they went through a time period where you were basically looked down upon if you had to buy your clothes secondhand because you were going to, I mean, it was you're you're filled with disease basically. Yeah. Isn't that still true to some I mean, people? I mean, yes. <laughs> Depending on <laughs> whose clothes they were first. <laughs> um, but then it honestly was when organizations started um, churches started, you know, needing money for stuff that they were doing mm -hmm. that it started to become a little bit more acceptable. So, um, because fuck the Salvation Army, I have a goodwill yeah, fact ask. instead. <laughs> um, but Reverend Edgar J. Holmes founded Goodwill Industries in 1902. And by 1935, the organization had opened up 96 thrift stores across America, including uh, a few abroad. So I thought that was pretty cool in a short amount of time mm -hmm. to have a bunch of freaking secondhand stores. That is cool. I, I got a bone to pick with Goodwill. I was, oh, you got this no, too, no, right? Go, 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 yeah. Well, if you know, you might know more than no, I do. No, 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 you start. They don't pay their employees enough. They're they're disabled employees. They are legally allowed to pay them, like, it's like minimum minimum wage. It's like two bucks an hour. Or some yeah, shit. it's like uh, well, I think it's more like five twenty five or something. That's insane, and and they're allowed to do this because they say that the people have. Um, less of an ability to work or cannot work without uh, reasonable accommodation, which is something that you have to, when you fill out job applications, they ask you, are you able to do these reg so-called regular tasks without reasonable accommodation? Mm -hmm. um, that is cause for, uh, for termination from some jobs. Oh. But if they make what is called, uh, I guess, unreasonable accommodation. Well, the fact that it's a nonprofit, right? And they pay disabled workers. Yeah, they're making money. Like Five twenty-five an hour. Yeah, they're they're not a nonprofit. To sort, they're making money. Yeah, they're, and they're <laughs> they're in warehouses sorting profit. clothes, and we're not talking about people who are being forced to repair circuit boards here. Oh, okay, I got one for you. Yeah. The fact that Oklahoma doesn't have any kind of textile recycling company, so any of the clothes that get donated to Goodwill that they can't resell, uh. 
a lot of places will do a rag program where they bundle all the clothes up and they ship it off and sell it like a ton of pounds of fabric, whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and make rags out of it, right? Okay. We don't do that here in Oklahoma. Like, we have no textile recycling facilities. So any clothes that can't be sold go to a landfill. Oh, wow. Uh, somebody told me once that if you look in, um, in like, pictures in National Geographic and you see uh, so-called or third world yeah, countries. Yeah, Goodwill ships the clothes yeah, they over ship there, too. Stuff they can't sell mm -hmm. because it'll be, like, the so when... If, if there are two teams at the Super Bowl, companies will print both teams exactly. as winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's like an so alternate <laughs> So you have these places where they'll have like Donald Trump uh, lost as the, the current election. president <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no>. on, <laughs> on clothing. <laughs> Oh, and they don't know the. They, I mean, they don't. They can't read that. Well, they, they don't give a shit. I mean, no, honestly, it's clothes. It's yeah. fabric. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, hey, my motto is reduce, reuse, recycle. Yeah, I, so. I totally wear those shirts. I think that they Your have dental a dental shirt. Yeah, I'm wearing Your a T-shirt I got for free shirt. from a dentist. <laughs> dental Depot. I, I try to only wear. Shirts that I got for free. Like, I, I've got huge piles of free <laughs> Just, shirts because I figured out that not? you don't have to buy them. You don't have to buy clothes. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. if I could get all this, like, alternative timeline stuff, there's a real market for that. Like, the ironic t-shirt market is huge. Oh, God. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I hate the ironic t-shirt. Well, I don't I don't like it, but it's like an entire economy on its own. It is. And especially and then within that market there's like the Walmart t-shirts that are not even that. They're just stupid slogans. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The slogan ones, I can always tell that it's somebody I'm not gonna want to talk to. If they have a t-shirt on that says like, I hear voices and they don't like you. Like, I bet you do you do pal. So you guys grew up at the same time I did. Yeah. And everything yeah. was, every brand was plastered across yes. either your tits uh -huh. or your ass. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's the whole reason I started thrifting. Like, like I don't same. like modern yeah. clothes. I could not stand my options at NBC, name brand clothing, where my mom took us every weekend. Sure. Like that or the mall. I'd oh, yeah, rather I find weird uh, shit at the thrift store that fit me, like, my exactly. expression. Yeah, and I'm not getting paid to, to advertise for you, so I'm not going to advertise for you. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Aeropostale across my face. Yeah, Juicy on your ass. <laughs> Mr. Abercrombie can suck my lady dick I, from the back. I would walk across, I would walk on the other side of the mall so that I wouldn't have to walk in front of... Uh, what is that place called? Was it the Ab shirtless guys? Abercrombie or Abercrombie. Hollister? Abercrombie. Abercrombie. Yeah. The smell. I can't do the smell. Oh, it makes my throat so close much. up. In middle school, we dropped a stink bomb behind the big sign up front so they couldn't find where the smell was coming from. 
But it's made the store smell fucking better than that cologne. We made it smell like fart instead. They were pissed. Security followed us, but they never. They security followed us for a while, but because they didn't see us do it, they couldn't stop us from doing anything. Well, it's the smell is downright offensive. Yeah. And that's upsetting. why I don't go to the mall. It, no, the mall is too much for me. I'm the mass consumption. Yeah. Yeah. I'm autistic and it's it's the lights, the smells, the noises. No, I was a mall rat in middle school. I couldn't do it. I, I never could. We used to hang out in the mall and fucking glue quarters on the <laughs> stairs. And I love you for that. <laughs> I, you could I just probably can't. still go to the Hollywood movie theater, and I had made a, <laughs> a coin, super glued little man like stick figure on the bathroom toilet wall. <laughs> he was there for years. That's, That's amazing. amazing. <laughs> I I just I can't I can't go to the mall. So I go to thrift stores. We yeah. go we go thrifting or to resale or yeah resale shops. Like once a week, mm-hmm. we make we have our favorites. We'll make sure to figure out your favorites. We want to know. We want to talk about all this stuff because when you do it, you have to do it to feed yourself. Yeah, I have to do it to feed myself, but it's always been something I've done. Yeah, too. I've there's something really um, enjoyable to me about being able to find that gym in the rough. Yes. Know? Uh, yes. I know you guys know that thrill. Oh, right, yeah. It's so fun. And when you have an eye for a specific thing, it's really yeah. nice to be able to just walk up to a rack, and be like, scan it, and be like, ooh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you really get an eye for it after mm-hmm. a while. Oh, I don't... They know me at thrift stores now as a collector because they'll stand at the end of the aisle and just go, boom. <laughs> I don't even touch the clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, what are your pronouns? She, they. She, they. All right. We've covered what you what you do. So what made you get into this line of work? Ooh. Reduce, reuse, recycle. <laughs> like, um, grew up in a big family and threw a lot of, my mom does not share my ideal. <laughs> Uh, and reduce, reuse, recycle. And I didn't really like the clothes she chose for me. So we started going to thrift stores, my brother and I, and picking out our own clothes and buying those. Yeah. Um, okay. No, that's good. Okay. So you felt kind of a moral obligation to do it, uh, in addition to wanting to cultivate your own style. Cultivate my own style, and I also had a real hippie thing going on at the yeah. time, which was very heavily into the Beatles in fifth grade, sixth grade, uh, and I was a vegetarian. I started being a vegetarian when I was in third grade. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm not anymore. That's I did stopped. it for a long time. Yeah, I was the third grade to 2021. 20, yeah, uh, but so thrift stores were my way of... That loophole where you, you can buy leather, wear leather, because yeah, yeah. you're not directly contributing to the manufacturer sure. of it. And it's wasteful to not use a product that's already been made. I I agree. Mm-hmm. So, you don't have to tell us what you made last year. <laughs> How much does this kind of thing pay? Like, if you, you pay... So, you, you have expenses, of course. Mm-hmm. 
buying the products, but you have to rent a booth. You have to rent a booth. There's product expense. There's travel expense. Yeah. If you're looking for specific items like I do, you're going to be looking at estate sales that are out of town, thrift stores that are out of town. Um, <laughs> you, you don't you don't know how to go on. But um, so how much do you do you think you can make doing this? Like, what's a good month? Uh, for me, if I make twelve hundred a month, that's good. But I'm only doing it part time for yeah. the most part, and I've been doing it for the I don't know the last ten years or so. Wow. Yeah. Um, I did online sales for a while, but with online sales, you have to be a real social media person. Yeah. Advertising, uploading. And when you're doing online vintage clothing sales, you have to do photos of every little issue with it. Yes. Uh, you have to do measurements of every bit of the item. And and then it's just whether or not the person sees your thing. Yikes. That that sounds that sounds awful. That's a lot harder than yeah, I was just having say, a brick I'm and mortar. A lot more shop. unreliable yeah. too. Because you don't know. If you I'm, don't have traffic, you don't have exactly. traffic. Exactly. I'm a lot know? more successful in a brick and mortar shop than I was online. Sure. Okay. So what are your some some of your favorite spots to uh, to find stuff? I'm not gonna give away my secrets. Uh, you don't have to give away your secrets. <laughs> Tulsa's a good spot. I mean, there's a lot of different shops in Tulsa. Yeah. Um, I really like a lot of small towns in Oklahoma. You'd be surprised how eccentric, like, farmy people are. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. They, I've found nicer stuff in the poorer parts of town, mm -hmm. especially at Goodwill. It's like Goodwill gets their donations from South Tulsa and sends them to the East Tulsa mm -hmm. store. When you say nicer things, what are you specifying as nicer Brooks things? Brothers shirts mm -hmm. is a big one. Uh, but then, I mean, designer of any kind, DKNY, okay. uh, you just thought donkey. <laughs> donkey Kong. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but uh, I, I found just really nice designer shirts mostly. Because okay. the pants never fit right. <laughs> They're tailored and... No, no two humans are the right, same like, shape. Yeah, that's my worst. I yeah. literally never buy pants at a thrift store. I got a, I got an ass. I do. I got a weird shaped body. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't fit. Well, and when I get to my size, there's only like two options that I would even think about wearing, and the rest of them are like, they look kind of look like maternity pants, <laughs> or. You know, they're <laughs> like have they're bedazzled out of the ass. And I'm like, I don't want that. I just Ooh. want regular blue jeans. I, I just want to see jeans. you in some bedazzled <laughs> No, you will, you will never catch me. I'll glue some sequins on her clothes Ooh, while she's just asleep. Just straight down the butt crack. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in, a, I, I went to a consignment store in town called Echo. And this was, I was really, oh, really thin. I went to, is that at 61st and 61st Lewis? 61st yeah. and Lewis, yeah. I remember that. I, I was, was walking around over there the other day. I was maybe 130 pounds at this time. I was walking around this store. Oh, I couldn't find. Store. What's that? It's an old lady store. Well, they have, they had a men's section. Mm. And I was looking for pants. And I couldn't find anything. And finally I'm like. I, I guess I looked 
kind of haggard because the lady came up to me and said, what, is there anything I can help you with? And I said, well, I can't find pants in my size. And she said, oh, darling, they don't make people in your size anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. They don't make people in your size oh, anymore. That's so <laughs> oh, well, it's like in everybody else in Oklahoma is really fat. Well, I, I could only find pants that were like size 40 waist and above. That's every thrift store. I try to it shop is. for Will and it's the same thing. Yeah. There's no it's way. Just, you don't, you yeah. can't do it. <laughs> they make people in your size. Well, Women's very, pants I'm don't short. make any sense. Oh. Yeah, I know. Women, women's pants are the worst. Oh, man. It's every brand is a different size. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And they, vintage sizes. That's another thing about selling online that's so hard is that vintage sizes are wildly different from what we are now. Yes. Like a size 16 then is probably what? 12? 12. Yeah. 10 or 12. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 the waist. How were there? My rib cage. Well. <laughs> I couldn't get anyone to explain it to me for a long time, but then I heard someone just say it, and they didn't know that they were explaining it by saying this, but they said, I like this brand because I only wear a size 8 in that brand. And I looked at him, and I said, do you, do you hear what you're saying? Because I get that. I get that you feel better because you're only buying a size 8, but it's the exact same dimensions as a 10 or a 12 in this other brand. You're not smaller because you bought this. You don't get to pat yourself on the back. I understand the, the psychological concept of it, but that's what's happened, is that all these brands went, if we sell the huge size as a small then a lot of people will feel like they did something without having to do anything. <laughs> and it's probably wrong of them to do. Like, like it's, it's manipulation at its mm -hmm. finest. And you got to love our system that doesn't have any kind of regulatory body for how we size clothes because other countries have that. That's what I thought. Yeah, when you buy clothes from Wish and you go, everything on Wish is too small. That's what the size is in China. That's because they're making, they have set measurements for size. And, and I don't know that there are regulatory bodies in China, but I'm saying that they are, they stick to it a lot better. Mm -hmm. Right. Like from brand to brand, this yeah. size is going to be this size. Well, UK sizes are different from US sizes. They are. Yeah. And shoes too. Like it's a. I've noticed it's a that six in shoes. UK, it's an eight here or something. Yeah, it, it'll have it on the tongue of your shoe. It, they print all the sizes on your shoe because they don't want to have. Vintage. Not on vintage. Good to know. Well, they probably figured out that they, if they do it that way, they can just ship all the same shoes to mm. everywhere and not have to make different ones for right. different places. It's all about saving money. It's still capitalism at its finest. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, Elle, how often do you find yourself having to restock your booth or your place? It depends on how often I've been able to source something that I think will sell. Um, but... I tend to restock my booth every week and I switch out everything 
probably every six weeks or so, I will go in price out, like price down things. Um, I set up my booth where I have like a cheaper rack and then a high end rack. Okay. That's nice actually for the people like me who don't like to spend a lot of money. Yeah, you don't want to spend a lot of money, but like I also think that you're one of the people that see the reason that it would cost this. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. I understand why why you would have to charge a certain amount. Like, I asked you about some shoes, mm -hmm. and they were, I was priced out. I didn't, I wasn't mad at you for that. No, it's a, it's a trend thing. Yeah. So, in demand, it's a, how rare it is. Yes. So, how readily available it is, especially in sizing like that. Uh, Doc Martens go so fucking fast. Yes. Any kind of platform shoe. Is stupid popular. I've noticed that. And mm -hmm. it, 90s well, are back for some uh, reason. Uh, also, like, so that's another thing that I've always been good at uh, in this world is uh, spotting trends. I've never liked following trends myself, but they also, I always, this is real narcissistic or vain, but it always feels like they pick up on shit that I was wearing, a, like, two years ago. Yeah. Like, a uh, laid-back 80s is here. Yeah. That's, like, me in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I, I felt that way before. And then I, I think I realized that I just kept wearing it long enough for yeah. it to become popular exactly again. Yeah, but I actually, yeah, my wardrobe hasn't changed much, style. so we have made full circle. Yeah. yeah, we're just the broken clocks. That's all it is. When twenty-year-olds start complimenting me on my outfits, I know I'm back. Yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> It'll come back around. I'll be cool at some point. <laughs> yeah, we'll all be cool again. We'll be vintage. We'll be vintage. We are vintage. We are vintage. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm up. old as fuck. Mm -hmm. So, do you have to do any restoration on any of the pieces you get? Yeah, I do. Um, on clothes specifically? On clothes. You know, I have knickknacks and stuff. I have vinyl in my shop. So, I'll clean up vinyl to make sure it's playable. I run everything through, like, if I have VHS tapes to make sure everything plays. Yeah. Um, clothes, I will get steamed and dry cleaned, especially if they're from further out into Oklahoma. It's older areas. might be a little musty smelling and sure. stuff. But you should always clean your products before you put them out for sale. Uh, it's going to up the value in general. I feel like Goodwill's not so good about cleaning the, the stuff that they put oh, out. no, dude. Did you ask me, like, are you going to ask me about, like, the weirdest thing I found? Can we just jump to that? Let's do thing? it. Yeah, I was like, Let's we do didn't it. ask you, so go ahead. <clears throat> That's actually something we should have. I put on a London Fog leather, like, pilot's jacket, right? Real fucking handsome. Put my hand in the pockets and, like, walking around and I feel something in the lining. So I reach in a little further down the lining to where there's a hole and pull out this black tar heroin wrapped in cellophane oh, with a razor fuck. blade. <laughs> I was like, oh, what the fuck? I was with some people. One of them was a ex-user and I did not want to bring it to their attention because it was a recent thing. Um, and I went and threw it in a trash can like couple buildings down it's very very nice of you I very thoughtful yeah. i don't know what to do yeah i, no, I would the same thing oh that's that's weird 
like That's a terrifying thing to find in the pocket of a jacket. Yeah, they're not going through those enough. I bought a jacket wow. once. Not cleaning those. I bought a jacket once, and I've told Hannah this story. I bought it at a, a thrift store on the west side. Um, it was one of the first thrift stores that I remember in Tulsa because they didn't grow up here. Uh, it was in a suburb, so thrift store was like new to us. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any in Sepulpa. But, uh, yeah, ter- terrible trash place. <laughs> but, uh, I bought this cool green corduroy dinner jacket and got it home, put my hand in the pocket, pulled out a mess of pills. Ooh. They were somas. And what are somas? They're, they're for, uh, they're a muscle relaxer. Oh. They make you feel great. Yeah, they do. I love so much. <laughs> well, and my mom saw me pull them out of the pocket and was like, well, you go flush those down the toilet. And I definitely flushed the toilet. I'll say that. Slept <laughs> for five days. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, they were, that was a dope find. Like... <laughs> Uh, let's see what else we got on here. Um, well, so that's the weirdest thing is a, a bundle of heroin. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's definitely pretty weird. That's pretty rough. Um, yeah, I mean, I found porn. There's always porn. Yeah, I found some There's porn. There's always porn. And There's... tucked away in places too you wouldn't expect. Yeah, there is a. Uh, <laughs> it's it's. Uh, a vintage store like a it's a i think they call themselves an antique mall and they have some porn and it's all from the 60s and mm-hmm. it's not great like yeah, it's not it's, it's just ladies laid out on beds yeah pretty yeah. much yeah. and like mm-hmm. sometimes in color like most of the ones they had were most of the issue was in black and white but so. i like the ads at the end yeah oh, yeah we've we've yeah. got some it's like Sex toys for men, and I can't figure out what kind of sex toys they were because it just says it's like Pleasurator, and then a P.O. box in North Carolina. And oh, man, I want to know what a Pleasurator yeah, is yeah, now. And <laughs> you got you got to wonder like I've definitely what, found vibrators. Oh yeah, oh um, yeah. I've we found the like old ass ones. I never really understood why they why we. Why they do underwear in thrift stores? I don't like it. Like I don't like that. Please That's don't. A line I'm sorry, for but me. please don't buy your underwear there. I will I buy mean, my underwear new. You have to, but underwear is what six dollars. I know everybody doesn't yes. have that privilege. It's a privilege to buy underwear. Well, but how I much are they charging for those used ones? Yeah, it's it's a hygiene issue. If yeah. at least if you buy it used, definitely wash it twice. Talking about bacteria on fabrics. Yeah, and I'm not saying bras because bras are expensive. I mean, yeah, bras no. are fucking expensive. That's true. Like I would buy a secondhand bra if it didn't look like it literally came from you know the 80s. Yeah, <laughs> <That's>, grandma. <laughs> yeah, I don't want grandma's bra. Ooh, a grand bra. <laughs> Can't do it. Heavy stitching. <laughs> I'd rather go braless. <laughs> oh, that's all I want to do. Everyone, every tit haver in the world would rather go braless, I think. Yeah, it's Ugh. true. 
<laughs> How can you tell the difference between like a treasure or a fine versus what's actually crap? There's always going to be, if it's a treasure, it's going to have a stamp on furniture. It's going to have like a maker's mark somewhere yeah. on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something that identifies it as a manufactured piece or handmade piece, but something, it's trademarked. You okay. Know? Um, what about clothing, though? Like, there's a lot of imitations I and stuff. I almost don't so want like to tell how... you guys. <laughs> We're not going to open our own store. No, I mean, like, that is how I find my stuff, though, you know? Like... The more people that know these things, like it's one of my pet peeves with TikTok and all of these videos right now are these thrift store people who are going out and like, well, look that's... for these items when you go to the stores. Well, I mean, are they really putting in that effort though? Like, cause when we go, we'll ask, does anybody want to come along? And like people are so interested, but when it comes down to it, like they don't know what that means to us either. Like mm. we're out five, six hours Hitting up every store, looking in through every corner. So it's also a lot of. I mean, it's a lot of work too. It like is you a do lot have to work. sort through a lot to. Oh man, to Boy, do it. I don't know. Like it's, uh, I refer to it as curating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. you gotta know. You gotta know shit too. Everybody has different niches yes. too. Like that's part of this game is, you can do reselling, but one person will resell, uh, dishes or cookware or electronics yeah. or. Mus uh, musical instruments. I specify in vintage clothes. Uh, there are other people in the mall that I have a booth in that do antiques and like kitschy dolls and stuff from the 50s and 60s, vinyl. Um, not a lot of vintage, like clothing specifically, which is nice for me. That is nice. Yeah. yeah. Less actual competition because it's you're your own niche. You're not competing with another... That's another thing. I'm about to be in a pop-up show, and I'm excited about doing that and being in a booth, but it's literally all vintage clothes vendors. So everybody has their own style, though. My husband was trying to amp me up, like, don't have imposter syndrome, <laughs> which you know I have so hard. <laughs> yeah, you, you've got a good eye for stuff. You, sh you should be proud of yourself for for being able to do it. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. It's stepping out of my box personally. Um, do you do you look for certain brands over others or oh, yeah. Yeah. I look for a lot of for me personally, I look for boutiques. Uh, so stuff that is handmade but has a hand stitch tag on it. Yeah. A lot of the time that to me will represent 40s to 50s. So it, there's so many brands in California that are like Girls of California, Goldie of California, Lady of California. Like, well, yeah, sure. And you have to research every item. You can't just post willy-nilly whatever you want on a clothing item. There are things to compare to like eBay sales, you know, at the pawn shops yeah. and stuff. Same thing. I'm just sure. A discography for vinyl, like mm -hmm. looking up what vinyl costs are. You don't want to undercut 
yourself either if you're trying to make profits. Yeah, I I have to do a lot of research when stuff comes into the pawn shop. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I just know about stuff, which is... it makes my life easier. Yeah, same. You learn brands. You definitely learn. Mm-hmm. But also knowing what you can sell it for and what, I mean, that's that's the most important. Mm-hmm. And your location makes a difference. Yeah. And, and what's available around you immediately. We used to have some amazing vintage stores here. You remember Cheap Thrills? Yeah. Yes. Desco to, uh, Deco to Disco. Yes. Groovy Threads. Uh-huh. Yes. I, I was obsessed with this stuff. I started doing this when I was like 14. I bought my first formal dress for like a school, middle school dance. Yeah, it was like middle any many of the dances. Yeah. Uh, Cheap Thrills, Kirsten, Christian? I can't remember her name. The owner. I don't, yeah. She was awesome. She, I talked to her for years about this. She's the one who taught me how to look for this stuff. Yeah. Um, but the prices on some of them. If you go on Etsy and you look up maybe a formal dress that I have in my shop, it's $45, right? Mm-hmm. You look online for a similar dress, California, New York, it sells for $500. Yes. It's insane. So a lot of those people will come here, buy up the clothes, and go back there and sell <laughs> <laughs> Because they can get a higher price I for I mean, it. I guess everybody makes their money in that yeah. If I could market towards those people in some way, maybe I could like sell to them. But I don't know how Etsy does their algorithms or how that yeah. stuff gets sent out, but it's it, a lot of self And honestly, it's getting worse, too, and they're charging their people more. Like, pe- mm-hmm. people that are on it are starting to boycott it because of what they're doing. Yeah. So. I have not made any recent sales on it, and, like, literally the only views I get on it are stuff that I direct traffic to from Instagram. Mm-hmm. I had good results with Shopify instead of etsy Mm. i just made a store on there to sell some stuff and it it was mostly because at the time i couldn't process credit cards Mm -hmm. uh very easily so they would just i could just take payment like hey go pay for it on the website and just come pick it up okay (laughs) so super easy that way there's a couple of different clothing ones online like depop yeah that i've looked at but i have not set up an account on those yet well, when you do, we'll be sure to have you on the show mm-hmm. to talk about it. Yeah. I do have an Etsy Els Vital Vintage. Yeah, go check it out, mm-hmm. Els Vital Vintage, and we'll make sure you have a chance to promote at the end of the show. Um, do you have any rivals? <laughs> well, with my booth, Brick and Mortar, I try not to have any rivals in my community. Like, everybody has their own niche. So. Yeah. Everybody does. I do 50s to 80s. Somebody does distinctly 70s. Um, so, no, I don't think so. That's that's I mean, right. other than all the people who are bored at home right now. Right. <laughs> it is for estate sales and thrift stores. If you're going to find something, a lot of those people get up at crack of dawn to go out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Four, not me. 4 or 5 a.m. I can't do it. And I have a weird, kitschy sense of humor, so I'm good at clothes, but when it comes to antiques, I get the weirdest stuff. 
That's the stuff I'm gonna buy yeah, no to one put buys in here. It, though I'm serious. Well, like, the stuff that I've seen, like cause since we go weekly, I'll know how long something has been mm-hmm. in it. Like I, I now know what's new inventory and what's not at some at some of our stores. And so, like if it's been there for a while and it's weird enough, we'll just we'll we'll talk about it like several times for like a month. They're like, should we just get it? It's still here, and they're like, yeah, let's just get it. Yeah, like, okay. Here's an item that's been sitting in my shop for a while. So if you if you thrift, don't buy this item if you see it in the wild. I have Kathy. Do you remember Kathy the comic? Act? Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. I have salt and pepper shakers. She's in a swimsuit and it's a donut floaty that she's like sitting in in her swimsuit. Hasn't sold. That's because people hate Kathy. Why? Well, and are people Have you read it? Salt she's awful. Shakers? I know, but at the same time, she's kind of amazing. She's Liz Lemon in 30 Rock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I might oh. be compelled to, to get this item. <laughs> I have a See, when you word it like that. Yeah, was, you sold me on it. There was a whole shelf of it at this old lady thrift store. Well, there was a reason for that. Just memorabilia. I know, but I couldn't resist. A Kathy collector died. <laughs> and a there, Kathy collector died. And there is not a new Kathy collector to pick up the torch because nobody else likes Kathy. You well, found the person. I, I am the person. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, there's always a niche. Everybody uh, has a thing. Yeah, I found know? a cross stitch of her, and it's her watching television with popcorn. It says, "Don't bother me. I'm wasting my time." See, you hangs should, over my bed. <laughs> you should have gone with antiacid instead of Kathy. You know the old lady with the glasses, and she says something snarky. Mm-hmm. That's antiacid. I'll anti-acid. show you. You'll know. Oh, she's got like sunglasses on a lot of the time. Or like, Rex big... Morgan, MD. That was another That's a comic. familiar sound. That was a that was a serious <laughs> comic. Okay, I don't know that one. It's it's drawn really well. I'll show you. It's okay. it. I don't know who reads it. That's <laughs> fair. <laughs> <laughs> I got a favorite on my Etsy account just now. See, See? We're, we're, maybe someone's listening. As we're sitting See? here, yeah. we're Thank putting you. it out into the See universe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's something that people don't know or not expect when it comes to doing this? You'll go to some really gross places. Um, I, I mean, that's my experience in Oklahoma so far. Is a lot of these flea markets out there? Oh, so much dirt. Yeah. Like, and I'm not I'm not a snob. I grew up in the country. I'm cool with dirt. I've had worms so many times as a kid. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they have a pill for it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just one pill. It's just yeah, one it's pill, just one man. Pill, You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> you will feel grimy. But oh, it's just I drove past this place the other day off the highway coming back from Tahlequah and I pulled in and I asked where I could park and the guy was like, anywhere you want, but I don't think anyone's here. And they literally just have all their stuff on the side of the highway, like clothes on hangers, antiques out on tables, and no one's sitting and watching it. Sounds like Admiral. Yeah, Admiral <laughs> Flea Market. Oof. Yeah, that, there's a booth at Admiral Flea Market that sells tattoo supplies, and if you're getting <laughs> tattoos from people who buy their supplies there... Please don't. 
Just make sure that you're in a sterile, safe environment. <laughs> They're not. They're doing that. Like, I worry about people and the decisions that they make. <laughs> they can't be that much more on Amazon. Oh, God. Also, that's worse. I love that mm-hmm. some of the decor at Admiral Flea Market is a pile of bowling walls. Yes. Things that you don't want to pile up. There was a movie <laughs> that came out in, in like... Oh, 2006, 2007, it was released by a TU film student about that bullying, like, pyramid. Structure. Yeah, I, I don't pyramid. like to be near it, because <laughs> it's, it's going to come down someday. No, I mean, it's pretty well. It's going to kill, like, 40 while. kids. How long has it been there? A long time. I don't yeah. know. Uh, last time we went, I, w- I wanted to buy something from this toy booth, but I couldn't because the guy who was working at it wasn't old enough to take credit cards <laughs> and i was like you know what that uh, that checks out bye yep well and then honestly going back to the structure the f- one thing i think about is i really would hate to see the floor underneath that thing it's, it's gross it it's really black. gross but they know they, they do have people come in and clean it it's just that it gets gross because there's so much foot traffic in that place. And it's going to be anywhere you go. I'm more worried about the people you saw selling clothes on the side of the highway. So we will revisit that. <laughs> Let's take a break. Let's go hear from our sponsors, which is really just hearing from me. Because I read the ad. <laughs> we'll be back. Hey, do you use drugs? It's okay. I did it for a really long time. And I'm going to be completely honest. Safety was not my number one concern. But if you need clean gear, spoons, condoms, oil burners, or most importantly, Narcan, come on, man. You got to keep Narcan around. Even if you're not using it, if you have friends who do, you can keep it. Just throw it in your backpack. Call SHOTS at 918-973-2671 for free delivery anywhere in Tulsa. Don't use alone, and please keep Narcan on hand. Again, that is SHOTS. Stop harm on Tulsa streets. That's a guitar solo. (laughs) I'm just killing it over here. Crushing it. I'm crushing it. Stairway to Heaven solo you did during break was amazing. That's fire and lit, yeah. <laughs> That's all of those. I did I did indeed do the Stairway to Heaven solo on a completely out of tune toy ukulele from Five Below. It doesn't have nylon strings. Are we are we adjusting the mics? Yeah. Okay. I'm are we done. adjusted? It's done, yeah. done, done, done. Okay. Sorry. The, that it has plastic you strings. Over here. Well, you're. I'm picking you up. You're good. I can't tune it. Yeah, we. I mean, I tried. Legitimately tried with a tuner, but it, it just was not. No, it just stretches plastic. the strings out. Yeah, it's all plastic. <laughs> but it, an attempt was made. It cost five dollars. Get one at a pawn shop. You it's, work. I do. <laughs> I have access to one. Oh. I don't really have any interest in playing uh, I mean, music anymore. I could, but like I don't really don't want to. It's, I mean, it's easy, but no interest. What's the weirdest thing you've ever gotten at the pawn shop? Oh, God. I 
Okay, there's the normal stuff that people think is just worth a lot of money, and it's, in actuality, worthless. Oh, yeah. That, all the time. Um, all the time. I had a guy uh, come in and tell me, like, he had a bunch of coins, and they were worth thousands of dollars, and he had a value for each, of course. But they they were just loose in his pocket. <laughs> Oh, God. And they were silver. Here's the thing. Silver's not worth very much. Mm -mm. Silver is... And we don't give much on top of that. Like, it's... I give, like, half of half in this case because silver is down right now. And uh, so I had to break it to him. Like, hey, it's worth face value. It's worth less if I melt it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, he got really mad at me, and I had a guy try to fight me because I wouldn't buy his model trains. See, that's a big difference. I don't have to deal with customers. Yeah, that is. Yeah. That's a huge difference. And, and I mean, our stuff is actively, it's not curated. Mm-mm. It's whatever comes <laughs> in that can make money. That's Which is the difference. Which is interesting because your walls are curated. They are. Yeah. But... They were curated a long time ago yeah. by somebody who passed away. I know. And now we can't sell any of that stuff and people want it. Um, I mean, people bring in wild shit all the time. I had a guy bring in a slot machine and he was like, oh, it's got to be worth money. It works. I said, man, they sell these at the airport gift shop in Las Vegas. Like it's, it's worth about $20. You'd be surprised, though, too. Like... Twenty dollars, yeah, but that adds up when you have a booth. Yeah, for me, sure. So like, I found an item the other day that I bought for five dollars from one place, and it was an item that you could win at a carnival back in the sixties. Oh shit! Yeah, right. So I go to another thrift store down the road and another vintage store. Twenty five dollars for that item. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, and mm. it's I'm assuming is it a stuffed animal or? It's a glass-blown swan. Uh, wow. Whoa. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Those yeah, are d- fancier prizes than we ever got. <laughs> a lot of the time, those items will be worth the same value that they were worth then, uh, but now. So in, you have to think about inflation. Inflation, so yeah. You don't want to pay $40 for a vintage item, but that item has been around for... 50 years and it's still here you spend 40 dollars on something at the store now and you're lucky if it lasts you what four months right yeah that's true we will touch on that because that's that's the thing that i've noticed in my lifetime and i'm almost 35 and and it's it's become an issue the table you have your end table here is from like what the 80s probably yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. solid wood yeah yeah. I can tell. <laughs> That's amazing. So what's your most popular item? Well, since I specialize in clothes, a lot of it's going to be vintage dresses. There's a style for each decade that we don't really make anymore. A lot of the clothes that are replicated to be retro or vintage styled are made from materials that are stretchy. So they don't have the same form that you would get in an actual vintage piece, an authentic vintage piece. Mm-hmm. All right. Have you been surprised by the 
popularity of any... Like, if you've gotten several of one item. I assume you've gotten duplicates of things in the past. I tend to look for really unique... Really unique ...items. Um, things that you can't find in other places, but Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. I mean, they're Ugh. everywhere in okay. all places. And I know Boogaloo Boys. Like... Eh. But they're a popular thing. They were 50s, 60s, 70s. Yeah. They're throughout Elvis, the decades. You know. Hawaii, yeah. Well, Boogaloo Boys aren't necessarily alt-writers. Uh, <laughs> they can be, be leftists, too. I still sell them. They sell. Yeah. As long as you're making money. And, I mean, that is the grand scheme of things, as I am attempting to make money. But for me, it's always been, even when I've had a full-time job, even when I manage places, I still did this. It's always been a, you'd say side hustle, but it's a hobby. And that's what our generation has done, is turned our hobbies into work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I still enjoy it, so that's okay. And I can't wear much of it anyway, so it gets that, like... ADHD hoarder feeling gone because <laughs> I'm selling it. I'm moving it. Yeah, I still get that dopamine, it, but that you still found it. Release. You got it. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> what items have the best margins? Well, obviously, the least expensive I can get it for. Yeah. So if I'm going to, I can't barter at a thrift store. A thrift store set prices. So right. If, if I want to make the most profit on that, I'm going to go during sales times, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at other places that are smaller or directly the owner is operating the facility, you can barter. So you can kind of figure out how much you can make off of a single item. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say always research your stuff before you go. Because you're going to look like a noob if you get there and you're researching items while you're looking at them. Because they're not going to barter with you. They're going to see you as a seller. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. really good advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's been something, like, your best sale? Um, something you maybe got for f- either free or next to free and you sold for a lot of money (laughs) this has got to be good so my mom had a bit of a shopping problem so when i was in like fifth grade she would buy me endless endless bags of like tommy hilfiger and doc martens but i had already gone into my like hippie phase where I didn't want to, like, wear any of that. Yeah. So they're just, like, dead stock brand new boxes and bags of this wow. stuff upstairs in her house. And Doc Martens sell, I feel like an ass for this, but they sell for, you know, vintage Docs, $200 a box. Yeah. So. And they are heavily sought after. Yeah, they're really sought after. And if they're in good condition, a lot of Docs, if they're from the 90s, um... You want to bend anytime you buy shoes, period, from a thrift store, vintage, otherwise, you want to bend them at the sole to make sure they're not going to break. And you also want to feel in at the foam on the toes to make sure they're not crumbling. Yes. Because those are 
just that's what happens to rubber over time. It can deteriorate. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on what climate it's been kept at and stuff. Um, so a lot of the times, like I lost a pair to that recently. Like I thought I had a good pair and I look for these things in stores and estate sales too. But as soon as you've been that, if it cracks at all, don't buy it. Okay. Yeah. Noted. Do you deal with a lot of theft? Not that I've experienced. Um, the store that I have a brick and mortar like booth at has cameras everywhere. And they're pretty good about it. And I keep a pretty strict inventory. People are pretty surprisingly honest. Okay. Compared to what I was as a teenager. Oh, Sorry. yeah. I mean, <laughs> we all did things. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> we used to layer suits and just walk out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you layer they different put, pieces like, of clothing. on top of your head uh-huh. Yep. Bye. Bye. I, I got mad at a store once. This is maybe 10 years ago. I got mad as I was leaving this store. And I don't remember what they did or said to me, but I was really angry and like leaving in a huff. And I just grabbed a hat off a mannequin and put it on. I was like, this is my fucking hat now. And just walked out. And I think that's where I learned if you're confident enough, you can just do whatever you want. Yeah. Whatever you want. (laughs) Because nobody said a word. Just commit. Just go. Just do it. Um, So you don't deal with any customers at all. Do you have to deal with rude or entitled uh, shop owners? No, not really. I mean, there's some people who think that their items are worth more than what they are. Yeah. And those I just leave. You know, you set your prices. And I have people that do my shop that way. Like, I do have higher end items and prices. And if you don't know brands, you won't appreciate why. I've done a lot of research into each item that I put in. I don't put in any damaged materials mm-hmm. um i've i've had the issue with customers since i deal with customers yeah. who don't like whatever the price is and maybe they're just having a bad day but hey guys at pawn shops you can haggle mm-hmm. you just you just ask but if you say this place these people are fucking crazy I'm not going to haggle <laughs> with you. Haggle. Don't start with an insult. Be like, hey, is, what can you do on this? And I'll figure it out because I probably don't hate you then. <laughs> but also you are trying to make, you are trying to move product yeah. just as much as you're trying to take it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, I don't want something sitting on the shelf for a exactly. long time. Yeah. Things don't always retain their value. They, they do not. Tools are a big one. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, Cordless tools are a big one because they're always going to come out with something new. Um, I mean, like I bought I have a Ryobi drill that's that was the newest until this month. Oh, and <laughs> they already? come out with the, the new platform and mine is now obsolete. Yeah, that's how it works. Uh huh. Uh-huh. They're expensive. So you think that they would hold that value but no well it'll hold the value to me because it'll still work but (laughs) i won't be able to go sell it yeah 
Yeah, newer things tend to lose their resale value a lot faster, especially with technologies constantly updating. Yes, mm -hmm. and making the old ones, again, obsolete. Yep. But they do that for a reason, because capitalism. Yeah, well, <laughs> and honestly, Money. in this specific case, Ryobi and DeWalt are both coming out with things that we've been asking for for 10 years, tools that you can charge with USB. Yes. Mm, so that's cool, though. At least they finally did it, mm -hmm. right? I can't be mad at them for that. <laughs> Is this a stable career? We'll see. <laughs> to be determined. Yeah. To be. Okay. <laughs> Are you turning this into a full-time thing? I'm trying to. I mean, it's always been a goal of mine, but there's a lot of skills still to be learned and. A lot of, there's a lot of competition, especially since the pandemic, a lot more people being at home, um, a lot more people clearing out their stuff and trying to find value because of prices surging. They want to resell items and be able to reuse things because it's still cheaper than buying it brand new. Mm -hmm. uh, since I'm in a specific niche of vintage clothes, that's just trend. So whether yeah. or not someone falls into that or they have a unique style like I do in finding those items like they like the structure or how they fit but there's always a place for the weirdo uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's very mm -hmm. true uh, do you enjoy folk art do I enjoy folk art what what is folk art to you <sighs> it I so I guess if I take a negative view on it, it's the stuff. It's the live, laugh, love shit. Oh, country. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. If if I, it's if it's a positive view, it's the so-called art for people who have ugly couches. Uh, I mean, I got an ugly couch. I got an ugly couch. <laughs> it's who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, for for younger folks or or folks who still feel young or want to feel young um us millennials <laughs> yeah yeah folk art could be a lot of things but do you 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 keep all the art don't you that you get <laughs> for the most part i really you know i fell into that trend of the embroidery and cross stitch art yeah i do look for like there are different kinds of cross stitch that got popular through the decades. There was that uh, like paint by numbers, but for cross stitch, uh -huh. which you can tell because the lines of the cross stitch are real like geometric and boxy mm -hmm. versus somebody who's actually cross stitching. It'll be real smooth. Yeah, and you'll see more gradient and colors exactly. instead of a full stop of one color to another. Mm -hmm. um, so I tend to phase out the paint by numbers stuff i really like any kind of embroidery art like folk art like that um i have a number of those what are they called they're like it is considered a folk art but it's like fabric stitched on black and it ends up making like a big rooster or eagle or oh okay you know yeah um but yeah, I mean, I grew up, my mom is a Spanish teacher. I grew up with, like, a lot of Mexican folk art around me. But none of that live, laugh, love. 
<laughs> my my mother Hobby Lobby mass consumerism. Yeah. Ugh. It's wine o'clock somewhere. But everybody loves that. And by the way, I've got like a thousand ceramic roosters I'm trying to get rid of for my mom's, <laughs> if you're interested. I, I don't want any. But my, my mom fell into shop. the live, laugh, love shit. Oh, man. And it it sucks. I hate I hate the way it looks. And she doesn't laugh, nor does she love. There's one thing I'm glad my mom never got like obsessively compulsed with buying was the live, laugh, love, hobby, lobby stuff. She's got a lot of doll furniture with no dollhouse. I don't know why she had so much doll furniture. <laughs> my, my mom uh, was working part time for a store that my aunt owned. Uh, and they sold like little handmade stuff, like Etsy stuff. But I, f- I got the feeling a lot of it did come from China, and they just managed <laughs> to emulate it really well, um, because it was too good. Like, like the work, you know, a candy dish or something that looks like a little like some fence posts, and it's oh. all kind of kitschy and. Uh, but she would have like you know ten of those, so that was that was from a factory. Her house was covered in Dio de los Muertos, like uh, oh, <laughs> well I, like I like that stuff. Yeah, a lot of Mexican art, um, a lot of yadros, which are these like uh, Spanish porcelain dolls, like with uh, I don't know, cutting a communion cake or like ballerina or. Yeah, very elegant. <laughs> okay. Couldn't touch him. Wow. Couldn't touch him, guys. Hundred, wow. A hundred dolls in that one room, too. No Oof. thanks. Yeah. The doll room. I had to walk past that every night on my way to bed. Ugh. They don't blink. That's a nightmare room. That's not a doll room. That's a nightmare They're room. They're set up at, like, tea tables no. and cradles. No, burn yeah. it. Burn yeah. it. Baby carriage. Just walk in. <laughs> burn it. Throw it. The scene. A handful of nuts and bolts in the room, just give it a toss. <sighs> and then run. <laughs> the heebie jeebies. I'm throwing them all, all away in trash bags right now. Yep. So, we're going to set them on fire. Do you resent our current throwaway culture? <laughs> you were ready. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I get that. And is it because it directly affects you and the things that you buy? Uh, and consume or or is it because of the stuff that you sell i mean it's because it's ruining the planet yeah i mean (laughs) yes okay i mean i've been i i was one of those kids who was just well aware of what we were doing to the world and this planet very early on and it upset me how much we waste and how much goes to landfills there's just, it's every other week there's a new trend that you're supposed to follow to be able to fit in. Right. And that was not a mold I wanted to fit into. Like, the idea that I had to buy a new pair of jeans every other month or buy new shirts. Like, even as an adult, I've gotten shit for not having enough variety of clothing. I have... Ten pairs of pants, ten shirts for business shit. <laughs> right, like you know, 
like I have set shirts. clothes for stuff. I cycle them out. I wear them accordingly until they're not like you know they get holes in them. I can't fix them. They don't look professional. Fine, I get new clothes. It's not like I'm wearing trash clothes to work or anything. But I don't believe in buying new fucking clothes every month. I agree. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. I, I will stitch up pants. I'm not above it. Look at me. Yeah. You've got holes in your pants. I will stitch up pants. I stitched these up the other yeah. day. Yeah. Hannah stitches them. But, I mean, as long as you can't see my butthole, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what matters. <laughs> no butthole You're showing. not seeing that's any it. titties. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. But, no, yeah, I uh, it pisses me off for sure. And I was raised in a house where... They didn't stop buying shit, you know? Yeah. There was always more clothes and always more things, but not food in the fucking fridge. So I never understood the importance of putting your money into that. Um, So I actually rejected fashion for a really long time and, like, told myself that I didn't want to work in that industry. And then I found myself doing it as an adult. Well, what because you, I do enjoy it. What yeah. you don't want is fast fashion. What I don't want is fast fashion. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. What is your favorite thing that you have found secondhand? And this can be for you personally or for the store. Ooh, that's really a hard one. There's, I found a lot of weird stuff. Um, I got my brother a really good Christmas present, which was this stuffed dude. It was this little man, like side profile looking caveman. Had a mustache, right? And a trench coat. And then you open the trench coat and he's a flasher. And oh, that's amazing. <laughs> he's a little stuffed animal man. Yeah, he's perfect. I love him so much. <laughs> Wait, is he hanging dong? Yeah. Weird. Full like, flash. Full, full flash. Bush. Everything. <laughs> Mustache bush. That's like really great. Good little guy. Little guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they made it realistic. But sure. I'm a big fan for myself personally of like handcrafted sculpture work. Like art. Yeah. Um, anything that's just weird and random and like from somebody's weird little corner of their mind. Like it's never going to be replicated though. Think about it. Yeah, for sure. Like, Specific artwork that was made by somebody who was nothing, not nothing, that's mean, but like, <laughs> just, it has no mark in history. It's just creating, yeah. It's just creating, and this Like little, your heads? Yeah, my heads. I have a whole table of heads now. I love them. <laughs> I've just been adding more little, like, other people's heads to it. Beautiful. Are you ready for the Oddities uh, Expo? You know, my uh, good friend Annie is doing the tickets for that, and she's traveling with them right now. They're in Chicago. They were just in Houston, and she's been sending me little TikTok videos of them. And they have all these little taxidermied squirrels (laughs) that are in, like, sequent bikinis and stuff, like, spinning around on stripper poles. That's amazing. I mean, I kind of need one now. I, I think we should go. Okay. Oh, I'll go. I would love yeah, to go. Yeah, let's all go. We'll go it's together. On yeah. the corner from my house. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Don't tow my car because I have to park there. No, you can park my traffic. It's all good. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> where can people find your, your booth? Uh, so there is, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, a really cool vintage market mall, like I guess you would call it, called Love Me Two Times. It is just behind the Quick Trip at 21st and Harvard, so like 18th and Harvard. And it's got about 100 vendors in there. And they have everything from vinyl to antique, you know, planters and all that weird shit people like. <laughs> Artwork, clothes, uh, music, movies. Uh, love me two times. And I'm Vital Vintage. And Vital Vintage is going to be in the back of the building. So south of the building. And I've got an R. Crumb chalkboard sign. Oh, that's, that's, that's beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love Bob Crumb. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. Um, I'm always looking for electronics, mm -hmm. video games and stuff. Um, that'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. We yeah. should, we should definitely go do that. Um, listeners, you should go. Uh, I understand that some of our listeners probably don't even know where Oklahoma is. Um, <laughs> Right in the center of the United States. We noticed that last week we had a lot of um, a lot of listeners from where Pakistan yeah. or Bangladesh. That um, whole area yeah. seemed like. So we've got Middle East and and Middle Eastern and South Asian uh, listeners. Well, if that's the case, then you can find me on L's Vital Vintage uh, Etsy dot com. That's is that E L E E L E L S Vital Vintage. There you go. So, listeners, go check that shit out. You'll love it. Elle, we've had a great time having you on the show. This is fun. Thanks for doing it. All right. Thank you, listeners. Listeners, we love you. Thanks for putting up with us for another Bye. episode. Bye. This has been a Booger Satan Bitch Fest production.